2: Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Spray on Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan.
1: I got to catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Let's make a move. She's going
3: around the corner. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. True love is hard to find.
2: Sometimes you think you have true love, and then you catch the early flight home from San Diego, and a couple of
3: new people jump out of your bathroom blindfolded. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. We should date. What? Date. I said we should date sometime, you know, socially. Go ahead and kick it. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Uh, You're pretty sick, chubs. The Fans.
2: All right, welcome back. In hour number two, there's a break here on Portland Sports Leader 1080, the fan, the Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2, and uh, YouTube now. The YouTube. Shout out to our YouTube bros. Uh, Eric Eager is going to join us to talk NFL football at the bottom of the hour, so we'll get to that coming up. I I do want to start the second hour with some National Football League conversation. Uh, I know we're not at the point. But around this time, when you get to mid to late October, I start to kind of look at the standings and play a little bit of the if the playoffs were today, who would everybody play thing. Can I interest you in this? So the buys, the two buys in the AFC NFC are Kansas City, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then after that, in the NFC, you would have Philadelphia against the Rams at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moves a little bit. I'll watch. I'm not giving the Rams much of a chance in Philly, but I'd watch. Our Roar Boys at home against the Seahawks. Yes, please. That's an awesome game. It actually already was a game, and Seattle won in Detroit. They're the only team to beat the Lions this year so far. Beat them last year in Detroit, too. That They did. And Tampa, again, hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, that game's going to be like last year's game. <laughs> yeah, no th- Can we just kick the NFC South out? Like, you're just ruining the party. Yeah, they don't seem very worthy of a playoff spot. I they? want none of those teams in the playoffs. Can you, you imagine the Saints make it? Yeah. Oh, God. Are you with me on Carr? Derek Carr and his eyeliner. Yeah, I'm with you. It's I'm over. With you. I I mean, you know. The dream is dead. <laughs> yes. I don't want Atlanta in the playoffs. No. I want nothing to do with Ritter in a big game. And the fact that they're going to get to host too with the division championship thing is so dumb. Baker and the Blake, stop it. Get out of here. Carolina's definitely, I mean, they're already eliminated, so they're out of the conversation. And the Saints, like, get the NFC, just kick them out of the party. I don't want them anywhere near my NFC playoffs. Good poll question. Should the (laughs) NFC South be banned from the playoffs? Yes, Yes, they should. Okay, yes or no at Dirt and Spray. Didn't Tampa host the playoff game last year below five hundred? It was like 19 to nothing. It was a terrible football game. Weren't they like 8, 9, and 1 or whatever their (laughs) stupid NFL records are now? I don't remember the score. I just remember thinking, why do I have to watch this team that I knew sucked all year? But Brady. It's Brady. Tom Brady. In the AFC... You'd have Miami hosting Cleveland. That's a fun little game, man. Cleveland's defense is for real. Their quarterback is not, though. No, it is not. I think Miami would end up routing them. Pittsburgh would go to Baltimore. <laughs> okay. okay, Okay. all right. It's a divisional matchup. Those games are always feisty and tight when they play. Steeler fan is loud and proud, and so I'm terrified to say what I'm about to say, but I need to say it. We're just attacking fan bases left and right this morning. I hate this Steeler team. I don't know how Steeler fan is putting up with it. I don't know how this doesn't drive you crazy. I, I don't know. I don't hate Steeler fan. I, Dude, one of the best fan bases in all of sports. That team is not enjoyable to watch. I think they all agree with you. You and do. based on their takes on Matt Canada and the things that trend about Matt Canada every time the Steelers play a game, I think they're in lockstep with what you're saying. Like, well, they're going to watch. They're going to support because it's Pittsburgh and they're Steeler fans, but they hate their O.C. That, that uh, Penguin-Hawks game? that started the NHL season, mm-hmm. they were chanting Fire Matt Canada at the <laughs> hockey game. That's how much they hate their offensive This is what I want. This is what I'm asking for in the city. Why can't we do that at a Timbers game? Yell mean things at Jody Allen at a Timbers game. Or just yell, sell the team, Merritt Paulson. All, you know, everybody like, sell the team. Yeah. All teams sold. All teams sold. Start <laughs> all that All <jam>. teams sold. <laughs> should be our chance now. Come on. How many cities actually <laughs> actively dislike the owners of all their teams? Ooh. We don't have as many teams, obviously, but like Merritt Paulson, not a good uh, little reputation for himself right now. And it's I mean, it's an overwhelming majority does not want Jody Allen to be the owner. That's tough because a lot of cities have more teams Multiple than we teams. do. Yeah, because like, I can think of a city with two or three like New like York. Houston. Yeah. Houston's not great right now. James Dolan with the Knicks. Yankee fans are out on the Steinbrenner legacy. They haven't done. I mean, they haven't won him a World Series in like twelve years. It's too long. Uh, Jets fans, I think, hate Woody Johnson. Don't they hate Woody Johnson? Maybe not as much because he got Rodgers this offseason, but Woody Johnson has been despised in that yeah. city for a long time. Okay. So Cohen's too you new. With the,
0: at least Cohen spent money for what the What Mets? about yeah. it, the Maras? It like, didn't work. They gave you two Super
2: Bowls randomly against the Patriots, but what have they done since? No, nothing. The Mara family yeah, should definitely nothing. be in this category. Yeah, I think Cohen, they, I think, is the most liked. Hot take, I think Cohen is yeah. the most liked because they know, all right, this was a disaster. You're just going to buy your way out of it, though. Like True. having a, a, an unlimited amount of money, to go get all the players? Like, he might get Otani yeah. this offseason. He could. He's going to throw him a yeah, billion dollars. Houston, Why would
0: you not? Crane's the only one, like the Astros owner, I think. I mean, it was tough going through all the losing, but... They have forgiven
2: that now. They've because, forgiven that. And but the cheating. Texans are any, probably okay on the Texan situation because oh, it looks
0: good. Well, I'd, but They're weird. Team success skews this. And I don't greatly. know, what's What's the Rockets' name? Fatida. 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 Yeah. The restaurant bro. I don't think many people are down with him.
2: Uh, and in this matchup, I I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. Jacksonville hosting Buffalo would be a first I'd round be, matchup. I'd be stoked about that game. Would it be a good game? I think so. They just played, but it was in London, a and that's stupid. Better than stupid. The London game. Yeah. I, 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 Jacksonville doesn't have a great home field advantage, so I kind of wish that game was in Buffalo. What if Jacksonville demanded their home game for the playoffs in London? <laughs> we get better support yeah probably (laughs) dude when they played when they got smoked at home by the texans a couple of weeks ago there were there were screenshots of that stadium in the second quarter and you're like that's an nfl market yikes it was bad i have begged mike barrett and everybody else portland diamond project (laughs) can we pivot pivot into the gridiron project the nfl reportedly (laughs) is looking and eyeing expansion in america have we reached the point where we Ask the question because we're doing this in baseball right now. Your your fan base is very upset about the current format of the postseason. Well, not so, not really. It just it's sure. devastating to go through such a long year, and you just went the coldest you've gone sure. maybe all year at the worst possible time against a team you really hate. We all love the triple header wild card weekend. You get the three games, and I think now they have the two games, and then a one game on Monday night or something like that. But you get so much football that I think we're. It's like a fire hose that you kind of. It's hard to criticize it, but when you re- when you reference some of these games, my first thought is why is why 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 is that team in the playoffs? Because <laughs> we've expanded the playoffs exactly. Has it reached the point where it's like, did we really need that? Have we have we turned a corner on that? Have we boomeranged? Like, cause I'm imagining the Steelers are the team that is the last wild card team in the AFC. Uh no, they're not. Who's Cleveland that? is. Cleveland. They okay. own the tiebreaker against Cleveland. Okay, and who's the last wild card? And the Rams are the last wild card in the NFC. Yeah. Like, yeah. Behind the Rams, though, is uh, the commies. <laughs> okay. Who are we? Are we putting our left hand up? I, I don't think so. You just gambled on them. I did. That was against the Atlanta Falcons. These are the next three behind the Rams. Commies, Falcons, Saints. Like nobody. I don't want any of those teams in the playoffs. None of those teams are playoff teams. None Packers, are, Vikings, yeah, Bears, get Giants. Out. None of get those out. teams. And none of them. Who's behind the Browns in the AFC? What's, uh, the, what's Behind our, the Browns in the AFC right now would be the gardner Minshew <laughs> Indianapolis coach. Get them out. Get them out. Get them out of here. Texans behind them, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for that, actually. I think they would be a bad playoff team. Yes, but seeing Stroud in the playoffs, at least there's an angle there. Like, what if he just went out and balled out in a playoff game? Beat a team that's like a two-seed. And then the Jets and the Raiders are kind of eyeing that last spot as well. I, it's not that it, these matchups are going to be concrete. It's more just I'm interested to see how this whole thing is shaking out, what I thought about teams versus what we're seeing from teams. Mm-hmm. Like, Miami. Does Miami got a legit shot to you know, take over the top spot in the AFC and be the number one seed in the AFC this year. I don't know how you say no to that question. They're getting J- Jalen Ramsey just returned to practice this week, by the way. So mm-hmm. their big offseason addition in, on defense has not played a snap for them yet. And he's going to be back at some point in the next couple of weeks. Dude, I can't. I am so excited for that Sunday night football game. Are you kidding me? It's going to be a good one. Finally, They're wearing throwbacks, too. The Philly Eagles are wearing their throwbacks. Like, finally the NFL figured it out. There's nothing worse than when you get those big games. Because I believe the next week, don't we get Chiefs and Dolphins? But it's like a, it's it's an It's overs- Germany. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. That's one of the best games of the regular season. And you're going to start it at 6 o'clock in the morning. Morning. So upset by that. Like, we get a Sunday night game, two of the best teams in the NFL. Might be a Super Bowl preview between Philly and Miami. I can't wait, dude. The Dolphins are the real deal. As long as Tua stays healthy, but you can do that with so many teams. If Jalen Hurts gets hurt, the Eagles aren't going anywhere. Like, we can do that with everybody. Miami is for real. That's, um, I, I find that, that per, that's the Purdy narrative from this week. And I find it to be kind of idiotic. Hmm. Oh, Brock Purdy didn't win when Debo and McCaffrey <laughs> were out, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, How many teams win when their best players get hurt? It kind of has an impact on the outcome of the game. Like, yeah, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Breaking news, bro. But, like, what were Tom Brady's numbers his first year of starting? Exactly. I think in the Super Bowl they won against the Rams. I think. I'll go back and look at this. I want to say he threw for, like, 140 yards. It it, was was ugly. It was nothing impressive. And I know, different NFL, different era, all that we do need a little perspective from time to time instead of instantly jumping at the chance to poo-poo an athlete that we don't think was a certain caliber because they lost a game they shouldn't have, but also their best players were missing. Like, yeah, Brock Purdy, but this is the story of the NFL. Time and place. Did you get drafted at the right spot at the right time? And a lot of quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks stand alone above, uh, above the talent? Right? Maybe Marino, Elway, You can name off the gifted ones, the physically gifted ones, how many benefited greatly, like Tom Brady falling to Belichick and that defense at that time was perfect. But along that journey, that player that was kind of game manager Flourishes and builds confidence and can have exactly. a season when he gets the weapons to throw 50 touchdowns in a year. Also, uh, Brady, by the way, in that first Super Bowl, 16 of 27, 145 yards, one touchdown. Yeah. That was his number. I yeah. mean, just not very good. They won the game because they slowed down the greatest show on turf because they filmed their practices. How about that? cheating um but the 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 49er thing is funny too because it wasn't like they were looking great early in that game even when the guys were healthy that was such a letdown spot for san francisco coming off the big win over dallas dominating you go on the road to play a desperate team with a good defense and crappy conditions cold rainy windy yeah that was the most letdown spot of all time and i love the freak out that's happened because brock purdy finally lost a regular season game now all of a sudden to some he's a bum well i want to get to this next is the freakout starting not with Brock Purdy and the Niners, but with another quarterback in this team? It's next on The fam.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: All right, we got Eric Eager's going to join us. He covers the NFL for summer sports, does a lot of anically based driven things. We'll get his read on the NFL schedule this week. Love that this is now allowing people to analyze my bathroom breaks during commercials. Welcome to YouTube. He's like, hey, he's going to the bathroom. There he goes. Try to get a dump in in three minutes. When somebody commented on YouTube that I forgot to take my coffee with me to the bathroom. I did not. I left it in here. It's not. It has not been flagged. It is still in the studio. Be disgusting if you did. Uh, I'm going to tell you something real quick, and then I want to get to this NFL uh, segment. Mm-hmm. This may surprise you. It may not surprise you. I am already me, me. I'm already exhausted with LeBron James year 21. You're already there, huh? Oh, I'm so tired of it. Like, I did this yes, I did this last year. I gave him the I gave him all of the accolades. I was like, this is amazing. 20 years of my life. This guy's been playing professional basketball. He set the score score all-time leading score in the NBA. It's great. They got to the Western Conference Finals. For a lot of people, he is the greatest player of all time. And I know a lot more people. He's not. I don't care. He's top three, and he's somewhere in somebody's top three. And if he's not, you're a biased idiot. I'm already tired of this, though. Good. You're getting paid $40 million. Like, what do you want? Oh, you're playing year 21. Yeah, okay. 20 was cool, too. I'm sure you're going to play year 22. It's got to get to 22 at this point, right? You're already annoyed of it. This is so funny about first off, you the the arcs that go in storylines. I love this. That it's so insufferable in NBA circles that even you have turned against. Le- I never thought you'd turn against LeBron. Well, I'm not even. It's not even necessarily. LeBron, I know it's a narrative thing. It's, it's yeah. It's just annoying. It's going to be on our TV every week <laughs> on ESPN or TNT. Year 21, will uh, the king uh, do it? Will he go into the Pelicans and ruin their night? So funny how this is, this is how unplugged from the NBA I am right now. Cause you know, it's not NBA season yet. Oh, it is. That I have, I didn't, I didn't even know this was oh. a thing. This is like, a, this is a big storyline. Year 21 is a big storyline. thing with the Lakers. It's like, yeah, year 21, the King. It's like, okay, the King, we get it. I did see that he wants to play for team USA next summer. That's cool. I saw that Going to gold medal. Kevin Durant actually had a funny quote. He was like, I'll play if they'll have me. It's like, yeah, I think I'll have you. Yeah, that team you saw play in the World Cup, that's not going to be the team that we see play in. Where are they, Paris this time? Is it Paris? Which is the funniest part about why everybody freaked out. It's like, that's not even our best team. What are we What are we complaining about? Should we freak out about Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks? Matt Calkins of the Seattle Times wrote a piece on Geno, and he uses an 11-game sample size because he, he thought there was a pivot point last year mm-hmm. where the numbers changed. They started out so good. And then he thought a certain point of last season on to where they're at this year, including the playoff game, by the way. When you look at the numbers, it's it's real middle-of-the-road, bottom-tier stuff. Do you even know where DK Metcalf ranks in, completion, in, in receptions? Probably not very good because Seattle has not been great throwing the ball early in the season. 56th. That's not good, Bob. He's got 23 catches. That's not good. Lockett is 50th. Do you know where he's at on big plays? So They have this new category statistically called big. It's just called big. Big. And for those who haven't looked at it, big is 20-plus yards down the field plays. Like, even that number, I think it's two or three. I don't know what to make of the Seahawks. I said earlier this week I think they'll be okay. And I kind of largely agree with that opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting diving into actual numbers to see that Geno – has fallen kind of back out of that top 10 of a lot of categories, and he's more in the 15 through... 23 range yeah, that's in a, a little, lot of areas to me that's a little too disrespectful i know some of the numbers might back that up you can't name me 16 quarterbacks right now in the nfl maybe long term sure that's different but 16 quarterbacks right now in the nfl you would take over geno smith but that's not the that's not the point the point I, is the numbers are bearing out what he's but, playing like and is sure. there a cause for concern there totally fair that on the numbers angle here's what i would say though the The week one game for them was the outlier. They got smoked at home by the rams. Nobody saw that coming. It decimated survivor pools. Like that was like, the huh, what the hell happened their game? Really bad. They then won three in a row. He was very good in two of those games. The third game, they won in New York. He got hurt. He missed, what, a chunk of that game against the Giants. I was on vacation, Yeah, but I heard that he got he hurt. He got hurt early and locked. They luck won 24-3. Yeah. Their defense dominated the game. Yeah. They didn't have to do anything. So his, sacks. his numbers are a little skewed from that game. They only threw for like 100 yards in that game and they won 24-3. to three. Mm-hmm. And then his numbers weren't terrible. It was just the two picks that cost them a ton last weekend on the road against Cincinnati. I thought he was pretty bad in that game and he owned it. Like in the post game, sure. he's like, I gotta be better. We can't win if I play They also went to Detroit, who I think is one of the best teams in the NFL and in the NFC, and he threw for like 350 yards and two touchdowns and no picks and won a shootout. Yes, he did. Including a game-winning touchdown pass in overtime, if I'm not mistaken. So... I think Geno Smith is what he is. He's an average to above-average quarterback. He's not going to win you every single week. He's going to have his down games. He's going to have his good games. But I'm I'm not freaking out because the numbers look a little weird at this point because, again, some of this is an outlier. Week one's an outlier. The Giants game, he got hurt. If he has normal statistical games, those two, his numbers don't look egregious. But the two picks, well, that was the first time all season this past weekend that he's thrown two interceptions in a game. Going into that game, he only, he only had one. Seattle's going to be fine. Look at their schedule the next couple of weeks. This week, although I guess famous last words because for some reason they can't beat Arizona at home, but they get Arizona at home this weekend. Should be a win. You get back. You're feeling good. The Browns, who I know have a good defense, but what's their quarterback situation? There's a the Commanders coming up. You have the Titans on your schedule. Like The next couple of weeks are really manageable for Seattle. They're favorable, but the NFL is dumb and makes no sense sometimes, so I'm not going to look at any of those games and chalk them up to sure. dubs. I did find this blurb interesting, so he notes – Gino's passing yards per game ranks 13th in the NFL. It's 233.8. Okay. Not awful. But he also says he averages 7.1 yards per attempt, which puts him right around 14th in the NFL. Do you know who is right behind him at 15th? Hmm. This was an underrated point by him and, and kind of almost its own segment. Do you know who's behind Gino in yards per attempt? I'd imagine Herbert's still down there. Is he down there? Patrick Mahomes is 15th Uh, in the NFL in yards per attempt, and he notes in this, and Mahomes is considered an early MVP candidate. And I think he's right in this sense. Because of Patrick Mahomes' credibility, his uh, his career so far, (laughs) the Super Bowl, yeah, because of all of that, he's getting a lot of the, I, I heard Nick and Ken talking about this on the show, betting MVP in the NFL, and how it might be good to wait to bet Mahomes because the Chiefs with that defense could really go 15 and two. Maybe they go 14 and three. And then who's going to get the credit? Chris Jones isn't going to win the MVP. No. Nope. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes, even with numbers that he wouldn't deem his usual. And so I just, I find it interesting. It's a good dive into Geno and just where the production has gone for the last 11 games. But in the same way, I'm reading and going, oh, so he's middle of the road. Oh, Mahomes is also middle of the road, but that guy's an MVP candidate. That's how some of the narrative based stuff can go in the NFL, which is so weird. When you build up your credibility like Mahomes has, you're gonna get away with having some clunkers and some numbers that don't jump off the page. Who's the league MVP right now today for you guys? I know it's October, but like who has been the most impressive player? Christian McCaffrey. To you guys. <laughs> is it McCaffrey? I think it is. Okay. That was the first man that
0: popped into my head. Really, a touchdown in yeah. every
2: game. He's yep. doing it on the ground, he's doing it catching the ball. Yeah. He's huge. I was, I was going to go McCaffrey, and then I just, for some reason, visually saw Micah Parsons running at me and screaming, don't you dare, because <laughs> I, I don't think Dallas' record's going to be good enough. You never see a defensive guy win MVP. My God, that man is terrifying. Terrifying. I don't know how you block him. Herbert has nightmares still, I think, of Micah Parsons. That third down sack at the end of the game was just – and then he, he he basically led him to throw an interception on that last play because he was right in his face again. And it's like, well, I'm either taking a sack and the game is over or I'm throwing a pick and the game is over and he threw the pick. Uh, coming up next, let's talk more NFL. Eric Eager covers the National Football League. What does he eye in this week? The matchups and some of his favorites. We dive into it next with Eric Eager on the ticker. Don't forget status story at 815.
3: In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How do you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker, with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan.
2: All right, Daily Ticker time here on a hump day. Let's continue talking some NFL with one of our favorites, Eric Eager of Summer Sports, at eric eager underscore on twitter you can go give him a follow there eric good morning to you man we love talking nfl with you i want to start we were just having a conversation about the seahawks and geno smith he threw a couple of picks they lost on the road to cincinnati not a terrible loss but the numbers on the year for geno not looking great i think seattle fans are a little in between of how should i feel about this hasn't looked great at the end of last year and then at times early this year where are you at on geno and where are you at on seattle through whatever we are five weeks
4: yeah, I mean, you know, statistics haven't been the greatest, uh, a little bit over zero in terms of expected points added. Um, when you look at yards for pass attempts, uh, you know, a, you know better than league average but not, you know, not terribly efficient. Um, haven't seen as much explosiveness out of Matt You haven't seen, you know, the Jackson Smith the Jigba that we expected to see uh, when he was taken, uh, you know, out of Ohio State in the first round. Well, offensive line's been banged up. Um, and I think that contributes a lot to it. He's not a quarterback that's going to be able to overcome everything there. Um, they get a, you know, an easier matchup this week against Arizona. I think um, he, he needs to get some wins on the board this week uh, because they did, they didn't move the ball. Okay. Against Cincinnati, but um, you know, in the red zone, it was, it was a really a, a, a treat for uh, you know, the Bengals in terms of what he was giving them there. So uh, I, I think, you know, it, it's not encouraging, but I don't think that, that, I don't think that he's buried at this point. I still think Seattle can be a contender in the NFC, uh, and I I think he can salvage this season and and sort of be a surplus for this team.
2: Eric, we'll we'll probably get to the Philadelphia-Miami game because that's a great one. There's another really good one at 10 a.m. our time here that I'm excited for, Lions at Baltimore. I mean, Detroit looks like the real deal, and Baltimore is one of these weird teams that probably should be blowing teams out, but they're in close games, but they win. And what's your read on Lions at Baltimore this weekend?
4: Yeah, the the point spreads plus three. There have been some bets made on the Lions to try to get that down. I'd be surprised if it closed at plus three. Um, you, your read on the Ravens is one hundred percent correct. They're they're in games where every single week I'm messaging my friends and I'm like, the Ravens lose a game like this every you know every month it seems like. <laughs> and and you're just like, how does this happen? Lamar Jackson's playing pretty well. The receivers at times will let him down, but then there's always like you know, an injury or two here and there that, that mess up their defense. And uh, I think Jadavian Clowney is seeing the fountain of youth. And so uh, I think that the Ravens, if they put it all together, are a contender in the AFC. Um, but on the other side, I mean, the Lions, uh, they haven't necessarily played anybody great over the past month or so, but they're also just winning these games convincingly. And when you look at other teams that have been more fraudulent, you know, like last year's Vikings or, um, you know, uh, you know, the Eagles this past year, it's not it's not like they're not blowing teams out at least the lions are taking care of business and you know there are very few teams in the nfl that are as physical as the lions are which while also being creative uh, and on both sides of all that team is very physical on the line of scrimmage but also creative uh with play calling
2: hmm. speaking of you know we were talking about geno and in the quarterback play who who is your mvp at this point in the season
4: um This sounds weird because I don't think he played the greatest on Sunday night, but I think Josh Allen's the MVP of the league right now. Um, He's leading the league in expected points added um, when throwing the ball. Uh, He makes plays. I mean, that throw that he made to that tight end and the the, the game-winning touchdown the other night was absurd. Uh, No one – I don't think any offense depends on their quarterback other than the Chiefs more than than the Bills do on Allen. And and Allen has just kind of played better than Mahomes has so far this season. So uh, I would go with Allen – Um, But yeah, I mean, you can even make a case. I know this is coming off of a Lions discussion. I mean, Jared Goff is in the conversation when you look at a guy who, you know, he, all he does is lead top five offenses. And um, whether it was the Rams and now Detroit, like he's a pretty good player. and, And I think he's pretty underrated in the NFL.
2: Let's be honest, Eric. You listened to the show yesterday. You stole my take. I mean, come on. Let's be honest here. (laughs) You you shouted out Jared Goff as an MVP sneaky bet yesterday. It's a sneaky bet. They win this weekend. He doesn't even necessarily have to have the greatest statistical day, but if they win at Baltimore and they keep rolling it off and the schedule lines up, 25-1 to right now is a mighty tasty little thing right there in the betting world. I I, I know, Eric, you do a lot of – you're analytically based and you do a a lot of gambling show appearances. So I want to ask you, does anybody – feel more untrustworthy to bet on or against than Brandon Staley in the chargers. Does he make you want to rip your hair out? He
4: does because the fourth downs and the two point conversions, I know most of the time he's making the right decisions, but then they call the wrong plays. Um, You know, the, if you look at like the probabilities and the number of games that land on three and seven, like that's great until you get a chargers game where they don't kick a field goal when they should or something like that. And so it is, it's weird, man. And, and, um, you know, last Monday night game, you know, Monday night's game is another example where um, you look at that team and, and I want to think, you know, structurally he understands defense and analytically he understands in-game decisions, but that's a poorly coached team. There's a lot of penalties. There's a lot of just of uh, the unforced errors. And, yeah, as good as that quarterback is and as good as, you know, some of those players on that defense is, like, that team is just a – a very random team that it's very difficult to handicap week to week.
2: We finally have the NFL getting the scheduling model right with a Sunday night game that deserves to be the Sunday night game. In Miami, and Philly, the Eagles are wearing the throwbacks. I mean, we had mentioned it. Just I, I, I tend to like Miami because I feel like the weakness of Philly is their secondary and the way that they throw the ball downfield. Just, and I love Philadelphia. And he loves Philadelphia. What, what do you make of that game? Because we, we can't wait for it.
4: Yeah, I mean the running game for the Dolphins is like historic right now. When you're talking about explosive plays in a league that doesn't have any explosive plays, the passing game, you know, Tyreek Hill is averaging something like five yards per route run, which, like historically, a guys that get to three, like Julio Jones in 2016, like that's you know, so it's unbelievable what Miami's doing. The only thing, and the only thing is, I think both lines of scrimmage is favor the, the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, that is a hard thing to overcome for me if I'm going to go up and get less than three with the Miami Dolphins. So that, that to me, is, I think, the, the biggest one. But you're right, on the outside, um, you know, I don't that, – that's a banged-up secondary with safeties that I don't know can keep up with either Waddle uh, or Hill.
2: Mm, great stuff, man. I can't wait for that game. NFL is living up to the hype, as always. Eric Eager, at Eric Eager on Twitter, uh, Eric Eager underscore on Twitter. Go give him a follow, the VP of Summer Sports. Thanks so much for the time out here in Portland, man. We always appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on. Take care. There you go. Eric Eager talking some NFL with you, the game of the week. Are we going to – you know, we only get three picks a week, and, you know, you both of us, we take the record very seriously. We don't want to be losers in spraying the line. Are we spraying the line against each other this week in that game? I'm leaning towards it. I really am. I think Miami is the real deal. I think Philly has been a little – what's the fraudulent is not the word not quite as dominant yes, as we thought fair and i think some of that is the secondary concerns and i'm with you i miami win or lose this game is still the real deal to me i just kind of like the bounce back spot home game oh, i and, get it yeah i get it That miami defense they don't have ramsey back yet not yet you can move the ball on that defense and i i kind of lean the over of 52 But I I think that's going to be a hell of a football game. I want to get to that. Speaking of Philadelphia, there was somebody that mentioned them this week that I I chuckled that when I saw it. And so I want to get to that coming up next because, like, just have some perspective. So we'll get to that. Did you guys see what Dabo Sweeney said this week? We need to talk about that at 8 o'clock. He wants his team to lose games. He's publicly advocating for his team to lose more games. Why? I'll explain that. Status story coming up at 8.15. But an NFL player with some interesting comments about other teams. That's next on The Fans. Do you want the coach of your college football program to say that we should lose some more games? We'll get to that coming up at the top of the hour. I had somebody tweet our show page last night and suggest Jonathan Smith was going to be taken by Iowa. Iowa, huh? And I closed my computer at that point and I said, I'm going to bed. Going good, to sleep. We got good sources on that one. My sources indicate it's going to Iowa. Well, I was told by the listener it was he the, wants to be a big member. He wants to be in the big. <laughs> he does want to be a big member. He'd just prefer to be a big member as a beaver. Yeah, I think he's pretty happy in Corvallis, but you know, time will tell on that. Um I do love the random sourcing that we get from time to time. I talked to a buddy's friend whose neighbor's wife said that uh Jake Dickert's going to Michigan State. Oh, all right, cool. Sounds good. I also I I, I also love the fact that Washington State loses a couple games and it goes Dickert's off Mm -hmm. he's going to Michigan State it's done Dude. Something smells funny around here. All the attention to details gone. <laughs> <laughs> They're not performing anymore. <laughs> uh, Saturday Story at 8.15. I want to give a quick shout out. So, we are live on YouTube. I, we're going to reference that a bunch just because there's audience members that come and go. And so, if you listen to three hours of the show every day, sorry, you're going to hear it a ton. Uh, but we are live on YouTube. So, if you go to YouTube, you type in 1080 The Fan. We tweeted that out as well. You can find it. The fans tweeted it. Our show pages tweeted it at 1080 The Fan or at Dirt and Sprague. Um, I want to give a shout out to Trey who is getting a glimpse behind what we go through in the morning. Not what we go through, but what we do in the morning sometimes. And he commented in the YouTube chat that he's going to sync his TV with the Friends episode that we're watching (laughs) so that we can watch it together. And this is that time of year. It's this time of year in the uh, NBA playoff time of year. That we usually come in and the TVs are just on TNT or TBS because of the playoff game the night before. Yeah. And we just don't, sometimes we just don't change the channel and we end up watching Friends all morning. Well, I mean, the thing is like, also, why would I turn it to something that's going to take my attention away from doing a live show? And also, Courtney Cox, Jennifer Aniston. You know, not a bad thing. Uh, I was a big fan when I was younger. I'm still a fan now that I'm older. If you're gonna do that, if you're gonna see what we're watching on TV and sync it up together, there you go. Be sure to change it to FanDuel TV at eight because Kay Adams That's gets on the show. Yeah, breaks, now TBS days.
0: is Friends. I believe TNT in the mornings is Charm. Charm with yeah. Alyssa Milano. That's Which right. one's got oh, your, Friends. your attention?
2: Friends. I mean it's Friends. It's, it's okay. Friends, it's, Friends is not a good TV show, but it's you know, in, well, in mute. Have you seen Charmed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Charmed, outside of <laughs> silence in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever going silence background episode. I'm going Friends any day of the week. Well, because Charmed is three of them, right? It's Alyssa Milano. It's uh, uh, Shannon Doherty. Or am I thinking of a different show? I, I don't know.
0: Think she <laughs> was The Witches she- or something, right? Well, you're
2: thinking of Melrose Place, you but sure no, I think Shannon Doherty was on Charmed. Oh, you could be right. Let me and I what- don't know who the third one is. Yeah, uh, I forget her name. She dated Marilyn Manson. The third one, I forget nah. her name. Uh, 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 damn it. Bad on air radio. I don't remember her name. <laughs> great right Anyways, now. <laughs> Friends. She was on Charmed, yeah. Shannon yeah, Doherty okay. was on Charmed. I think she got kicked off because they hated her. Like, she wasn't very nice to people. She had a reputation. Yeah. And Beverly Hills, 90210. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's Friends. And then at eight, it's Kay Adams. So there's the schedule for television. She was also on Little House of the Prairie. How could Swag forget that? I mean, come on. He was 23 years old when that show debuted. He was. He was in college. Um, We got a lot still to get to. I want to get to this, though. So we make a lot of fun of the Dallas Cowboys around here. Uh, Just they're kind of an easy punching bag, and they're fun to make fun of when they lose big games, right? And we have a a producer who used to be a Cowboy fan, has now switched his allegiances. Micah Parsons, I, I love the trend of players doing podcasts. I genuinely do. The messaging can be fun. They can control some of that narrative. But then you get the whole, like, the NBA's gone through to this, the new media, old media, this new media, and the new media ends up just being exactly the same, talking about speculations and nonsense and not really getting into X's and O's. Isn't that weird? The media's the big, bad, evil thing, yes. and then you get into the media and you just become the person doing What? Exactly the thing we do. So Micah Parsons on his podcast was talking about the Cowboys who won on Monday night. They beat the Chargers, obviously, 20-17 to the final. Two teams lost this weekend, and he asked the question out loud on his podcast, I believe, why don't we criticize them? So he said, when we lose, when Dallas lost 42-10 to to the San Francisco 49ers, everybody made fun of us. Everybody was critical of us. Rightfully everybody was so. Everybody was critical of our quarterback. Mm-hmm. He then adds, quote, I just don't condone the bashing of Dak Prescott or the Dallas Cowboys and to not have the same energy for the Eagles. Hmm. We want the same energy for everybody because there's a whole bunch of bashing that's done when it's Dak Prescott, but not the same when it's the Eagles. He then went on to add the 49ers to that as well, who lost to the Cleveland Browns and whoever, P.J. Walker, at quarterback, and saying Zach Wilson beat the Eagles. Why isn't everybody in the national media making fun of the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles today? I I would actually argue they they are. They did. I mean, the Niners lost to P.J. Walker in the Cleveland Browns. It got to the point where now there's a legitimate segment of the football fandom that's like, is Brock Purdy that good? Yeah, Hurts uh, threw three picks and they lost to Zach Wilson in the Jets. I think Micah Parsons needs to either not comment on these things or pay attention because both teams, I would say largely up until Wednesday today, have been made fun of for their losses. Those are bad losses. I, the other thing is, I get it. You're defending a teammate. All right? if, this was, if this kind of stuff happened in radio, <laughs> uh, I would defend my teammate. Yep. I would. Jack Ramsey's pod, you going to go on and defend me? To, Absolutely. To Blazer fans who are angry because I called him stupid <laughs> Why today? do you do that show with that guy? I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, I promise. I he's a Duck fan. He's a duck good guy. But, no, I, I just, I look, defend your teammate all you want. But the numbers bear it out, man. Yeah. What's Dak won? Two playoff games? Two. Two playoff games. No, I think he's won two. He beat Detroit. And Seattle. And the Rams. Oh. Didn't they beat Seattle a couple years ago? And maybe he's won three. When did they beat the Rams? I don't remember that game. That was the um uh, where was that was in LA. That was the one of the last golf I think it was the second to last golf year. All right, I'm gonna pull up. I know they or beat, maybe they lost to the Rams in that. And that was a divisional game. They lo- I think that was the year the Rams went to the Super Bowl. So Seattle and Detroit are probably his two playoff wins, right? Or Detroit, Tampa last Tampa, year. Tampa, yeah. So he's gonna beat Detroit. It's got three final answer. Anyways, I, my point <laughs> is that was a Romo win, I think. You you, you play in Dallas. And I'm sorry, when you play in Dallas, there are higher expectations. There just is. You're on TV every single week, national television, not just the standalone Fox game in a local market. You're on Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football. It's two, Swag says yeah, in my Yeah, two year. and four. His wins are over Tampa last year, and then uh, the, the Seattle game that and, they beat Russell Wilson. And the other part is sometimes to be the man, you got to beat the man, is the old cliche in football. Well, who is the man in the NFC? It's Philly and San Francisco right now for everybody. Yes. How does he perform in those games? Not very well. And I think it's pretty obvious. You watch their offensive game plan on Monday and even the rest of the season. I think it's pretty clear that McCarthy, what he's doing is he's cutting the field down so Dak doesn't have to read as much, and it's a little easier to get the ball out and throw the ball down the field. But he's not overly impressive in all these statistical categories. So – no. I get it. Parsons defending his guy. I would argue those other guys have already been made fun of all week. But, yeah, win a playoff game. Get to a conference championship. And then maybe people wouldn't make fun of your guys so much. Also, on top of that, who have they lost to -to back-to-back years in the playoffs? The team that he's referencing. They got trounced by the (laughs) night. Like, to throw out, well, we lost, but... Yeah, lost by 32. 42-10. to 10. There's oh. a little difference there. And the 49ers have been in how many NFC title games in the last five years? I think three of right? the last four. Three of the last four. They went to a Super Bowl, almost beat Mahomes. They didn't win it, but they've been to a Super Bowl. Philly went to the Super Bowl last year, yeah. came damn close to beating Mahomes, and a play goes the other way, a call goes the other way. Like There's an aspect of when you've been there, Like this gets to the Mahomes thing, right? We were talking about this earlier with Mahomes versus Geno. Some of the numbers aren't great. Mahomes hasn't been perfect. Part of that is his receivers aren't very good. He had to play a game without his best weapon as well, and Travis Kelsey. The other part of it is, like, you're just not going to be critical of him because we know how good Patrick Mahomes is. He's going to have bad games. He's going to have bad weeks. Every quarterback will in the NFL. But he's not the problem in Kansas he's City. He's not the issue. Yeah. He's in. A, he won two MVPs and two Super Bowls. He's been right. to four. Like, let's take a deep breath here, or three, however I many he's been to. Like, there's, you're not going to be – when you're the Cowboys, who have won two playoff games this decade – and you can't get to an NFC title game. You've been beaten up by the 49ers every time you play them. You can't beat Philadelphia. Like yeah, we're going to be a little more critical of you when you lose 42-10. to 10. Just read the room a little bit. If Dallas was in the Super Bowl last year they beat the 49ers in the playoff game they beat the Eagles in the NFC title game and then let's say they lose to Kansas City. We're not mocking them for losing that game 42-10. to 10. It's a mocking nature of it's more of the same. This is who Dallas has always been and they're no different this year. Gavin Dawson who famously used to work at the Fan. He was a Portland media member. He went to Dallas. He hosts a show in Dallas in the afternoons and I I, I followed Gavin and keep up with Gavin because I looked up to him as a young sparky listening to radio and he tweeted this out yesterday and he, he kind of got a bit of blowback because Cowboy fan, I feel like Cowboy fans passionate, deserve a lot of love for being loyal, like dealing with this Jerry Jones stuff has got to be a disaster, but they do it every year. I, I commend him for that part, but he said this, wait There are people who are spinning this as a good game from the quarterback or the offense in general. This is against the Chargers. Mm -hmm. It's just sufficient because the defense played great. He's a bus driver. Get busy running the quarterback for first downs and in the red zone, winning a Super Bowl, and then moving on. Like His whole point is Dak's not the dude. No. And there are still people fighting in Dallas about if he's the guy or not. He scored 20 points against the Chargers. That Charger defense has not been very good. No. So calm it down with this whole well, we won and Dak ran a touchdown in. Good. They finally ran Dak. Good for them. <laughs> what did he do in college so well? He ran the football. I my only thing would be Micah Parsons. I get it, but you are more likely to win a playoff game because of you. Not the quarterback. Exactly. And that doesn't happen in most te- with most teams. The Dallas defense is why they won on Monday night. They made Herbert look b- bad to average. He missed some throws. They were pressuring him all night. The Chargers couldn't run the football, which they can't really do against anybody. They won that game because of their defense. He so. single-handedly scares me from gambling against the Cowboys. Yeah, because he can wreck a game. I feel confident going against Dak. I get scared when I tell myself, what if they can't stop Micah Parsons? Yeah. So I yeah I saw this stuff and it, look somebody texting in this there's a shtick from certain media members when the Cowboys lose like that's a Stephen A thing like who, who, I don't care about Stephen A uh, this is more of a general football fan conversation like when something that matters then you won't be criticized they also bring it on themselves out. So, every year dirt. exactly what does Jerry Jones say every year? This it's is the best team I've ever built this team's a Super Bowl contender like every <laughs> single season yeah. and then what you know here's the schedule they're on every eight year. Monday night football games and seven Sunday night football games and- every year man every year. Uh, we got a lot to get to in the final hour. Statter story coming up at 8.15. We'll do that. Uh, I want to start, though, in college football. Dabo Sweeney had some comments earlier this week that made my eyebrows go up. I want to know how you feel about him. We'll tell you what he had to say, talk about that to start the final hour next on 1080 The Fan.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.